Welcome back to Mad Girl Musings. I am your host, Tammy Sansai, and I really appreciate you being here. How are you holding up? These are some very stressful times right now, so I hope you're managing okay. And if not, please know that you're not alone. Trust me, enough of it out here and the struggle right now, my friend, because based on what's happening right now in the world with the COVID-19 slash coronavirus global pandemic. The streets are wild right now. And when I say that, I don't mean literally because for the most part, everybody is experiencing either lockdown or curfew or quarantine or self-isolation or or practicing their social distancing as we rightly should be doing because this seems to be a highly contagious thing and it can get fatal so i urge everybody to definitely do that but yes if you are feeling um anxious or ungrounded or just confused you can even feel angry like anything you feel is valid there is space for it because we're in unprecedented times right now and we don't know how to tread these waters because there these waters are new to us we've never had to deal with it before so yeah it's it's a time it is really a time right now and keep going understand and just rest assured in the fact that there is support for you no matter what you're going through there is help out there and you know there are resources and that is what this episode is about it's a follow-up to the previous one. This is part two of two um, of quarantined in an unsafe space. And we're picking up from where we left off in episode three, where I covered the first part of the topic, um, sharing my own recommendations and potentially useful coping strategies for people who, unfortunately, um, are or may be stuck in a toxic situation in light of the crisis and having limited movement um, or unsafe, dangerous, abusive circumstances. So that's what we'll be talking about today. If you're new here, thank you for being here. I really, really appreciate your presence. So Um, Just to enlighten you, my podcast is called Mad Girl Musings, that's M-A-D, acronym, for Mentally Aligned with Divinity. And we speak primarily about mental health, 
and things related to mental health. There's also, I mean, the podcast is structured in three segments, but some of the episodes will not follow that um, structure. So the first part is about mental health. The middle section is about a topical issue. And then, of course, I would chime in on that, but also if there is a mental health um, angle about that, I would also share that. And towards the end, we close out with some music that is in line with what was discussed for that episode. So we'll be doing that today. Um, The topical issue that I'll be bringing up, um, it's not topical right about now. It was like two weeks ago, but it is actually relevant to this episode. I just remembered it. So I wanted to include that. And, you know, everything will be connected. Once we get to the end, you'll see how it all works out. But really, that is the structure. And this is a mental health space. So we will be talking about life and mental health and how much it is interwoven into every single thing. So, again, bless up yourself for being here. So we spoke in the first um, part of this story and I gave some recommendations. I'm now here to do part two, which is going to be more about the resources that are available for persons in these kinds of situations. But it it dawned on me that there also needs to be a little bit of a discussion um, or just an airing out of why these things can potentially happen so i'm going to touch on that lightly here the podcast is a bite-sized i like to call it so not particularly lengthy it's usually around 36 to 40 minutes max unless i have an interview i will be i will be speaking with other persons as we go along but for the most part it's me and that is gonna happen but i really want to just dive into the subject and also give some background information as well as some resources for persons who really need this kind of help really need this kind of support and really need this kind of space where they can say boy i never did anything to deserve this and somebody recognizes that and these are the things that i can potentially do so if you are in a in an unsafe situation um in any kind of way if it is dangerous for you physically or um emotionally or financially i am really sorry first of all and i hope that something will work out for you soon know that there is a light at the end of that tunnel and there is help so i will be sharing help for that I spoke with my colleagues over at the Bureau of Gender Affairs. I do sometimes work with them very closely um, to deliver mental health talks and workshops um, in different um, groups that they organize depending on the subject. So I spoke with my colleagues over there. Big up to Abigail and big up to Avery for the info. Enough, enough, enough respect for that. And also for the work that you guys are doing. 
and that your team does every day it is very very needed and i know that it's hard i know that it's often very thankless so again just holy for blessings for the work that you guys do because these kinds of things are unfortunately extremely common and it's it's good to know that there is a place where people can go and get the kind of help that they need to get through situations like that bureau of gender affairs guys i will link them in the show notes so you can get in touch but most of what i am saying in terms of the resources part and in terms of the process of how to actually go about getting assistance comes from them so yeah we're getting into the discussion now and i'm gonna take a little breath i hope that you will join me in doing that and then go forward with the resources that you can use and the background details these are specific to jamaica so if you're there um and you're stuck in a toxic situation then this is the information that applies to you that you can draw from to get some help so we're gonna play some some meditative music and take a deep breath together when we forward we're gonna talk some more
wasn't that just lovely? I hope you found it as relaxing as I did. This is something that I listen to a lot when I need to just kind of calm down and take things down a notch. I have it on my phone. I like to listen to it in the morning to wake me up. And I also like to listen to it throughout the day if I need just a little bit of balance. So I thought I'd share it there just in light of everything that's been going on and just the fact that we all kind of need a space like that and to create a space like that within ourselves as well. So I hope you appreciated it. Um, it's a uh, forest ambience and I love nature sounds. I find them very soothing and when I am going into a, a reflective or a meditative space, I like to use them. That one was not an original of mine, but it's something that I do when I go outside or when I go to the beach or, you know, anywhere like that. And I like these sounds that I'm hearing. I just pull my phone out and record them. So maybe that's something you can do as well. So we are back and we will be speaking a little bit about the background of, you know, what can cause something like toxicity, abuse, um, internet, in, internet, <laughs> whoa, wow, that is the exhaustion speaking, so something like intimate partner violence or gender-based violence as some call it in a relationship that would make it a space that is unsafe for someone to be in. And I'm just going to give a little bit of background as to why that might be. And after I do that, I'll share the resources. So, their mental health and gender-based or intimate partner violence are very, I would say, inextricably linked. You can't, in my opinion, it is almost impossible to experience anything like that and not have your mental health be challenged in any way. That doesn't necessarily mean that you will have a mental illness, though you can develop one or manifest one, but really with mental health, the thing that I always um, emphasize is that mental health is on a continuum very similar to physical health where you have where you can be in great health, you can be in very poor health, or you can be somewhere in between that, anywhere on the spectrum regarding that, whether it's closer to the unwell end or closer to the extremely well end. Um, so I hope I'm being clear. And... I'm trying to just simplify as much as possible the, the concepts that we're working with here. So regarding gender-based violence and mental health, um, about one in three women have or will experience physical or sexual violence in their lifetime, which is basically one-third of the world's women. And that is so, so sad, especially for me who exists in a female body you know it is it's not encouraging at all and there are different kinds of intimate partner violence that you can experience whether sexual economic 
physical, emotional, and examples of these are of these kinds of intimate partner violence. You have rape or other forms of sexual violence or assault, um, sex trafficking, stalking actually counts, which a lot of people don't consider. Stalking is major. Um, emotional abuse, so you can have verbal abuse, you can have um, emotional abuse in other forms, and gaslighting is a term that is becoming really popular um, in modern recent times. And really, what that is, the best way I can break it down is someone is deliberately creating an unsafe space for you emotionally and mentally and putting the responsibility for the way that it affects you or for your reaction to that stimuli that they are actually um, employing. So they put that responsibility on you and basically allows you to question your reality. I don't remember the name of the play that that concept first came about in, but really it was a play where the man, there was a man and his wife, and the man drove his, ended up driving his wife insane because he kept just messing with her. So what he did was, um, so there was a light bulb in the house and he either loosened it or he did something to the switch or something, but he didn't mess up the light in some way. And it would keep flickering. And the woman would, would say to him, you know, can you replace that bulb or can you fix that light? Or, you know, just kind of nudge him to get it sorted out. But because he was trying to mess with her and basically make her dependent on him and his views. And, and it's like a control tactic. What he would do is say, the light is flickering. The light is not flickering. Maybe something wrong with your eyes or... Mm, you sure you're not tired? I, don't, I didn't notice that. Or, no man, I just changed the bulb yesterday. So he would continuously discredit the woman's experience to the point where she eventually believed that something was wrong with her. When in reality, nothing was the matter except, that the, f except the fact that this man created an experience for her to basically drive her mad. So that is that is essentially what gaslighting is, and that is how it functions. So you also have financial and social restrictions where the person can take all your money, or if you are dependent on them financially, they don't give you money to buy the essentials that you need, you know, stuff like that. And I let me just say, first of all, that this episode is quite possibly triggering for people. So I apologize in advance for that but i do think that it's something we need to discuss so you know those are some kinds of intimate partner violence there's also parental alienation which is a whole different ball game where somebody restricts the other person from seeing their child or interacting with their child or poisons the child's mind against one parent that kind of a situation um there is punish sex where you know the either either the sex is extremely painful or it goes against what was consented to. Um, so if you say no sex without a condom, then they will forcefully have sex with you without one 
or take it off without your knowledge and stuff like that. Or And, you know, there's also just flat-out violence um, and there's emotional abuse just, like, screaming at you and them kind of thing. There are a whole heap of, whole heap of, things can go on in that kind of situation. And why does this happen? So the causes for this are, from what I really understand, and my friend Carla Moore, who is a gender specialist, as well as through the Bureau of Gender Affairs, they have really taught me a lot about this subject. And what I understand is that the main reason for that is the dominant idea that the man or the masculine and the woman or the feminine, the man is dominant, the woman is submissive, or the masculine is dominant and the feminine is submissive. So, therefore, the dominant person is the person that protects and provides and the submissive one is the one that needs to be kept in check and must always be appeasing and obeying the dominant one. And the reason for that is uh, a number of things um, bundled together. It is a combination of patriarchy, misogyny, religious and sociocultural norms. All of those kind of work out to what we call today, the new term is toxic masculinity. So for the most part, an abusive situation is fueled by toxic masculinity in some way. And this is something that applies to the LGBTQIA community as well. It's not just a cishet thing. So that's really where that comes from. And it comes from, if you circle all the way back to, um, would you say prehistoric days? Possibly. But in them time, they, you know, the man go out and hunt and protect the village and protect the home and make sure that the family good where the woman stay and build a home and, and raise the children. And in a lot of ways, this kind of view still holds, still holds, sorry. So that is why you have things like glass ceilings and workplace stigma regarding women getting raises or, or, or moving into certain positions or being, being working moms rather than staying at home and breastfeeding or having to, I guess, be apologetic about the fact that you have a period if you are uh, feminine in a corporate space um, and have to fight so hard for things like maternity leave and understanding once you become a mother and, you know, like independent women are seen as bad and, you know, that's why we don't get equal pay. Um, you know, that's why paternity leave is kind of looked upon as ridiculous because contraception is the woman's job. So, you know, if she's the one that's supposed to have bear the children and raise them, then contraceptive contraceptives are really your responsibility. The man not really have nothing to do with that. So a lot of these things are tied up in these beliefs. And the general view is that women are the property of men. Or the feminine is the property of the masculine. And the foundation of that is primarily religious. I, I just have to say it. It teaches a lot of the things that are fueling toxic masculinity. Like the things, the points that women are deceptive and cannot be trusted. And they need constant monitoring. You know, you have a whole heap of stories that people love to 
to talk about like Eve and Jezebel and Mary and Rachel and Lot's daughters. And, you know, all of these are examples of how terribly women can be if they are not constantly monitored and, and in um, constant obedience towards the masculine energy. And that, I find, excuses violence against women by explaining it away as something that the feminine earns based on the fact that you, you naturally lean towards these kinds of misgivings or these kinds of misbehaviors um, against the masculine energy in your life. And, you know, that is, that is the reason why both men and women think it is okay and that it is deserved due to narratives like this. These are the things that foster subconscious self-hatred in women and superiority complexes in men. So when you hear things like, if my man no beat me, no love me, it starts to make sense when you think about things like this because you look at it now as my man I keep me in check because him care about me and his role is to protect me from greater harm. So the whole heteronormative society and the social constructs within it puts masculinity forward as toughness and femininity as softness. So submission is therefore the main driver of that. And that is why, like, even in pop culture, you're hearing so much talk about um, virtuosity and submissiveness of women. Like, everybody I talk about submission. And it, whether it's a joke or them saying it seriously, like, the idea that women are supposed to be submissive and even just the whole narrative nowadays of oh if a man is leading the right way the woman will naturally submit like all of that is still pointing back to the fact that woman must submit and the man must have dominion over them so of course you also have holy for other things holy for other cultural norms holy for other superstitions and these things make it a whole lot worse so you have things that explain things like child brides and child rape to cure to to cure STDs and you know fathers must break daughters' virginity and women are unclean if they're menstruating. You know, there's so much bullshit that feeds into these things. And it demonizes women and it also frowns upon men expressing themselves and showing any kind of emotion other than anger and basically power tripping and stoicism. So it rough out your power still. It really, really, really rough out you. So these are the things that cause these things. But also with all of that, I'm sure it's not difficult for you to now understand why there is so much of just the emotional well-being and your mental health that gets challenged in a situation like this and why it is a toxic situation to be in but can you imagine now when you live this this is your daily experience you're in this space with this person and now in light of what is happening in the world you can't even go away because you're on lockdown or something and you are constantly around this person in you know, this space where 
everything is just too much to bear. It's it's terrible. So, you know, these things affect the victims in, in, in a number of ways, but it takes a massive toll on your mental health. And as someone who has experienced a very toxic um, relationship with a lot of these traits um, and a lot of these activities, which I am um, rebuilding, I have come out of that space and have definitely healed for the most part, but I am still doing some rebuilding as a result of how devastating it was for me. I know firsthand how it ex how how these experiences affect victims and I will talk about a little bit of it just to kinda touch on that. As I say, I'm giving you the background. So after experiencing this kind of violence, this kind of trauma, because that's what it really is. It is living a life of consistent trauma every day. And that is hard. That is really, really rough. And it breaks your spirit. So after you go through that kind of experience or while you're going through that kind of experience, it, it people need to find ways to cope. So you find that them doing things like substance abuse, some kind of drug. Um, or if it's not a hard drug, then they may be drinking more, which I actually qualify as a hard drug. They may become alcoholics. Or they may develop eating disorders because food becomes their drug. Or, you know, they can also develop things like PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, counted as a mental illness, um, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideations, and attempts, mood disorders, even psychosis. These are the things that come up when you go through things like this all the time. And the likelihood is much, much higher for people who experience um these unsafe situations on a daily basis so you can't even imagine if you're a person with a disability and you're in a relationship the likelihood of you getting abused is much higher because you have a limited capacity to defend yourself um against a physical or, or a sexual attack so there's that as well and even persons with mental health challenges can experience situations like this even more so it really shows you just how deep this goes and really and truly it's a lot it's really a lot um in the case of even financial um violence you know it can be where one person in the relationship the masculine or or so because you know um sometimes men get abused and sometimes the the feminine abuses the masculine so that is not an impossibility it's just that i'm speaking more about the toxic masculinity more in the masculine towards feminine space right now so not saying that that doesn't happen but you're seeing, we see where, especially in a place like Jamaica, where we have a lot of economic instability for socioeconomic reasons and political reasons. You know, financial violence is something that comes into play a lot because in the lower groups, in the lower socioeconomic groups, 
you find that mostly the men are earning. And as you go up the ladder, more women are educated. So there's more of a balance in that kind of vein. But in the lower groups, it's mostly the men who are earning or, or earning consistently or earning more just based on how the system set up. Because remember, equal pay is not a thing. So um, men are definitely at risk as well of having mental health challenges because of the whole idea that they need to be tough and they need to not share anything. But also they are at risk because there's a lot of lack of opportunities. So they will end up in criminal activity. And that is a whole nother ball game as well. And women, you know, so while men are encouraged too because of the whole idea of protect and provide and, and go get it, they are basically left to their own devices while women are more protected. Women are more encouraged to keep away from the streets. Women are more seen as the priority to get education, to get help with how to express themselves or to are recommended to see a counselor if it is needed and things like that. And also because of money issues in our whole of spaces, you have where transactional sex is a normal thing now. So again, you find that the masculine is doing this as well, but you have where now the women women nowadays who are go to school, it is quite a normal thing for women to have a man who is paying for them tuition or buying their stuff that they need and stuff and it kinda and that in itself can also come with some entitlements on the masculine side where they're like, Well I me mean, I pay for this so XYZ and that means dire consequences for the feminine. So there's a whole heap tied up into why these things can happen and and just a lot of things that come up because of what expected treatment is because somebody I pay for something for somebody or somebody's doing something for somebody and people sometimes think that the pe the persons who experience these things or who are trapped in these situations are weak and them, them cuss them and they're like, they're so stupid or they're so weak or, you know, why are you not left? And, and it's really not that easy, especially if your safety is at stake. Um, we're seeing uh, a lot of instances coming up now with intimate partner violence where women are being killed. So you can die if things don't go the way of the masculine. So that is a very, very dire situation, which is why in my previous episode... I made sure to say, put your energy towards staying alive, staying as safe as you can within the situation as possible um, and make that the priority rather than just focus on the guilt, focusing on the guilt that you, that you most likely feel or that you do feel in a situation like that. People don't leave for a number of reasons. It can be financial dependency. Um... It can be because they had a bad experience when they tried to report it. So they feel like there's no help for them. Um, it can be that they experience incest. You know, somebody molested them when they were a child and people turned a blind eye to it. Um, 
or it can be that their own parents pimped them out when they were a pygmy. Um, and you know, when you go through something like this, it breaks your spirit. It's, it disrupts your psyche altogether, which is why some people can go insane. It is a lot to bear. It breaks you all the way down. So it's not easy for you to just get up and say, yo, I'm out. You know, like that's, that's really not how this thing works. So I just wanted to kind of show the layers and the levels to this thing. Because I think it's important for us to understand that if we are trying to give advice in any way as to what people can do. So, yeah, man, them thing are going and them thing are out there. So, it's important to know this. So, with all of that being said, I want to jump to my topical issue, which is about the Westmoreland couple that um, videos of them were recently circulating on social media and monotonous like the thing that really, really, really disturbed me. The first one that surfaced was um, them basically going through the community and the man had shown some dirty lick panar. And may I tell you, it burned my heart. It, it really, really incensed me. And people were were in earshot and people saw what was happening. And I remember a neighbor, she shouted to the man and was basically saying, hey, you can't, um, you can't be beating up the girl like that and whatever. And he was basically saying, stay out of it. So that was the first thing I saw. The next video I saw was a really trash response um, of both of them where the, the man now, um, and this this young lady who is apparently his woman, them standing up by a wall, and the man is basically saying, "We need to stay out of it because we misinterpreted. He was not actually beating her. Um, he was filming a music video for his upcoming mixtape, which really may I tell you say that turn my stomach, you know, like me me jump through my phone screen and fight this brother. Come here, say yo." Yeah, bust up the woman and it goes viral and you take it as an opportunity to promote your damn music like a desiademogy, like you're you're horrible. You are a monster. And in this video, um he was basically like vacuuming off the girl face because I don't know what kind of kiss that. And she clearly like her her mannerisms were that of a traumatized person. Emma Joker in her side, like like a big dirty nudge. That wasn't a gentle nudge. Basically, he's like, we love each other very much, and they nudge her really hard. And she was like, yes, I love him very much, same way too, or something like that. And I was like, so upset by it. And she looked young. She looked like she wasn't really in control of all her faculties. Like, mentally, she's not a f fully there. And she looked like she was being taken advantage of. She she came across as brainwashed. She came across as needing help. She came across as very, very frightened. And she did a follow-up video after that because it came out that the police was called and she didn't want to press charges, which people were flaring up saying, what an idiot, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no. If you have to live that situation every day, 
you have to go back and deal with what with the consequences of going to the police and of possibly losing your life. She she is not an idiot. You know, so this is something that that's why I thought it was important to give the background. But that those videos, because others came out after that, eventually resulting in this guy putting out a video and apologizing to Jamaica for everything. And I'm like, where the hell you apologize to we for? Like, what about this this child that you you have abusing? Like, what about what about this person? You know. So I say all this to say that. There is always more to the story. So if you know of a situation like that, understand that. And if you can offer support in any way, please do. Because it is a very difficult situation. Very, very difficult situation to, to leave without help. It is almost impossible to do so. And... This is something I know firsthand from my own experience and from the experience of other people around me who have gone through similar things. So, yeah, that's that's really what I wanted to talk about today. So, I wanted to just kind of touch on all of that and remind you that if you are currently having this experience, if you are stuck in an unsafe situation, please know that it is not your fault. Please know that you are not weak. You're a fighter. You can, yes, you can absolutely do better. Things can change for you. There is help and support out there for you. And you are still worthy of a healthy relationship and worthy of love. So if you're in Jamaica and the diaspora and you're in a similar situation or if you know of any such situation, please be sure to contact the Bureau of Gender Affairs on their landline number at 876-754-8577 or 876-754-8588. You can also, if you're not the person who is going through it, you can also report it. But it is best if you're reporting it to speak with the person off air first so that they know that you're trying to help them and so that when it comes up they will not get into further trouble with the spouse because they have reported it so I really wanted to just kind of let you guys know that and this this episode is running a little bit over time but I felt like I really needed to explain it and I want you to just understand that there the the Bureau of Gender Affairs there are services that they offer that can assist in situations like this so the persons who are having any such experience they are supported based on their individual needs um, there are hotline numbers that can be called and I, I mentioned two just now so for women, though, there are, for women or for females um, or feminine people, the number is 876-553-0372. Um, for masculine or males, the number is 876-553-0387. 
Um, they they give emotional support. They do referrals, and and they try to assist as best as possible. They also work with a non-government organization called Women's Crisis Center to provide emergency shelter if it's needed, if you're a victim. And the national shelter they're working on, that that will soon be um, fully functioned. The process is being finalized by the government right now. So things are happening. Things are happening. And, and there is support that you can get and also these things happen to children. So if it is in regards to a child, remember that the Child Care and Protection Act states that other persons, you know, like if you're a neighbor or a friend or, you know, if you're not a direct part of the child's family or even if you are, but if you know of a child, um, if you have that awareness of a child who is being abused in any way and you refuse to report it, you can also be charged. That is what the law says so know that you have a responsibility because it really does take a village to raise a child and you know it is really every child is our child you know i remember the government had that tagline a few years ago and i, I strongly um support it and believe in it for adults though especially for victims of intimate partner violence um you don't have to necess necess necessarily, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. You don't have to be in the situation yourself. Again, you can report it on somebody's behalf, but it's just best to make sure that the victim knows what is going on because it's easier for the Bureau to respond and to intervene because then the victim will be more receptive knowing that somebody is working on their behalf. You know, so these are very tricky and tense situations it's best to proceed with caution and handle the person experiencing it with care because they are not stupid as i said before they are victims and also the ministry responds to instances like like the one that would happen would have happened with that video of the westmoreland couple if it is in the public space they can respond once the information is credible. So once somebody can verify the information that yes, this is a real video, these are real people, this is something that is actually happening, the person actually need help, then they cannot they can step in. So if the victim is receptive to getting the support, then they can go ahead and provide it. So know that you have the option of helping someone from a distance. And they offer services where they go into communities where these kinds of things are very um, commonplace and that are affected by these issues that that um, inspire such behaviors. They do awareness sessions with the community members and they, they basically public awareness campaigns. And I think that's very, very important to note. So Again, I will put all of the resources in the show notes for the Bureau of Gender Affairs for the different helplines. Um, I will link other mental health support help um, helplines and online profiles that you can check out. And I thank you very much for being here. I hope that this was very helpful for you. And yes, if you know of a situation where this kind of help is needed, absolutely let the let the person know that you're there for them if you can and if it is that you need to step in 
don't be afraid to do it. You know, we really are our brother's keeper, our sister's keepers. And if we do things like this more often, we won't have as many fatalities as we, we've been having. So um, I'm not going to, I have gone over the time. I'm not going to link the song in the episode as I usually do at the end because I had already dropped the forest ambiance um, track further up. So what I will do is I will link the song in the show notes and I think that a song that really works just to provide some solace for someone who is possibly experiencing that. And it's a song that comforts my heart a whole lot. It's called See No Evil by Mofo Sabina. And this is, a, I believe she is Ethiopian. I'm not 100% certain. Let me just double check that right now. But Mofo Sabina... See no evil. I will absolutely be linking that. Actually, she's from Botswana. So I'll be linking that. Her voice is very soothing. The song is very comforting. I'm linking that in the show notes as the song for the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very, very much for being here. Remember that we are mentally aligned with divinity. And in all things, your most valid possession is your mental and emotional wellness. So make sure that you protect your peace at all costs. If you need help, if you need support, help is out there for you. Check the show notes for more details. Lovono, many, many blessings. Walk good. Mm-hmm.